O God, bless us this day with understanding. As the Holy Scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, open our hearts and our minds to really accept you, Lord. May Jesus Christ be our key for unlocking the mystery of faith and for opening the door to your kingdom by your Holy Spirit and Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our Old Testament reading today comes from Numbers, chapter 15, verses 32 through 36. When the Israelites were in the desert, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses, Aaron, and the entire community. They placed him in custody because it wasn't clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man should be put to death. The entire community should stone him outside the camp. The entire community took him outside the camp and stoned him. He died as the Lord had commanded Moses. Our New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 23 through chapter 3, verse 6. Jesus went through the wheat fields on the Sabbath. As the disciples made their way, they were picking the heads of wheat. The Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the Sabbath law? He said to them, Haven't you ever read what David did when he was in need, when he and those with him were hungry? During the time when Abiathar was high priest, David went into God's house and ate the bread of the presence, which only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave bread to those who were with him. Then he said, The Sabbath was created for humans. Humans weren't created for the Sabbath. This is why the human one is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus returned to the synagogue. A man with a withered hand was there. Wanting to bring charges against Jesus, they were watching Jesus closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. He said to the man with the withered hand, Step up where people can see you. Then he said to them, Is it legal on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they said nothing looking around at them with anger, deeply grieved at their unyielding hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he did, and his hand was made healthy. At that, the Pharisees got together with the supporters of Herod to plan how to destroy Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We start a new series today that as a four-part series, and we're going to be looking at an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading, and the two are likely not going to quite sound like they go together. And it's because we're going to be looking at the way that Jesus changes our interpretation of the Old Testament. We often get the idea that the Old Testament is there, and sometimes we think, well, Jesus overrode it, so now it doesn't matter as much, and the New Testament is what matters, and sometimes we get hung up on all the laws from the Old Testament, and we don't stop to think about what they mean if we read them through the light of Christ. And so the main point of this series is going to be showing us how when we look at the Old Testament through Christ, that it changes the way that we read. Now, I don't know about anybody here today... If you saw somebody out working, maybe doing yard work, 
Maybe they were working at a gas station or somewhere, but they were out working on your way here today. I had not thought about gathering all of you together after church so that we could go find them and stone them after service today. But that's what we find in our Old Testament reading from Numbers. Somebody was working on the Sabbath. The answer was, then they must be taken outside the camp and condemned to death. This sounds extreme. And it's highlighted as to how extreme it was when we hear Christ's response to those who are questioning about anything on the Sabbath. And some of it has to come from understanding who wrote the Old Testament. Though tradition hands down that Moses wrote the first five books on his own, they were concerned with writing down their everyday life. Most of what we get handed down from Moses is the direct commandments that we get. And many of the details are filled in from oral tradition. And the people who carried on much of that oral tradition would be people like the Pharisees. And that gives us a bit of an understanding as to how we got to a point where the answer to what happens if somebody works on the Sabbath becomes death. Because we see the Pharisees clinging to the letter of the law and our gospel reading. They see Jesus, and they see his disciples, and they're walking through a field, and they have the audacity to be picking heads of grain and eating them. Now one might wonder why they weren't called out for stealing. And the answer to that is in another Old Testament rule that says that if you are hungry, you can go into a field and eat enough to get yourself sustained for that day. You couldn't put anything in a bag and take it with you. So they were at least okay with picking the heads of grain, but they ran afoul of the commandment, don't work on the Sabbath. It's a day of rest. And so they call out Christ and his disciples. Why are you eating? And the answer we get in essence, is why shouldn't we be? Jesus strikes a defiant tone from the outset. And he starts by citing Scripture back to them. Haven't you ever heard what David did when he was in need? David went and he broke the rules. He took bread that was meant for the priests and he ate it. Because he was hungry. Because he was in need. Are you saying that David should have been put to death because he was hungry? And then we get something that's very key in understanding the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for humans. Humans weren't created for the Sabbath. To understand this, we have to go back even further. And we go back to why the Sabbath was created. And we know that in Scripture it says that the Sabbath was made because on the seventh day 
you are to go to church and to bring a covered dish. Now, God rested on the seventh day. He had made everything, and it was good. He made it all. Start to finish, and then he rested. And so we rest. But it's also stated that because we need rest, everyone should rest. And we see the Sabbath created as a way to bring justice for those who would have no other way to find rest. Because when we're told, who is it that gets to rest on the Sabbath? Normally the answer would be the head of the household. However, this isn't the case with the Sabbath. It's every man, woman, and child. Everyone in the household rests because they need a day off. On top of that, all of your servants should rest because they need a day off. On top of that, even the slaves, even your work animals, shouldn't be working because they need to rest. The point of the Sabbath was to say, look, if you keep working, you're not going to get your best. If you work and you work and you work and you don't take any time off, sooner or later your work will suffer and you won't be doing your best. And if you're not doing your best, you can't give your best to the Lord. And if you can't give your best to the Lord, you are failing. God tells us he would rather have rested people ready to do their best than cranky people too tired to keep going. The Sabbath is made to help mankind. Now this is important because when Jesus says the Sabbath was created for humans, humans weren't created for the Sabbath. He is saying the Sabbath wasn't made as a trap. It wasn't made so that you could go, aha, I caught you working and now you can be punished. It wasn't made as a gotcha moment to catch people who are hungry being hungry. Because God knew hunger would not take a day off. He knew that evil would not take a day off, that need would not take a day off. And we see that in Christ's next act. That after he tells them off, he goes back into the synagogue. And there's a man with a withered hand. And so Jesus poses a question. If the Sabbath is so important, which do you do on the Sabbath? Do you do good or do you do evil? Do you save a life or do you take it? Silence. Nobody answers. Nobody's sure what to say. Not even the man standing there with the withered hand where all can see him. Maybe he's too frightened to say anything. Maybe he's too worried about what the legal experts will say. And then Jesus does something that we often forget when we think about all the things that Jesus does, getting angry isn't one that we often bring to the forefront. We often think about 
Jesus bringing peace and Jesus bringing calm and Jesus doing things to bring people together. And we forget about an angry Christ, angry at the way people are abusing God's word. And here we see Jesus get angry. And he gets angry because people aren't saying anything. He is asked, on God's holy day, should you do good or evil and people don't know how to respond? So Jesus decides that he will do good, whether they can speak it or not. Now by the opinion of the legal experts, he would be breaking the Sabbath law. He would be in violation with his illegal act of kindness. But Jesus has us focus on something that we too often get lost in. The Pharisees are so focused on the letter of the law, they don't care about God's people. They don't care about God's plan. Their only concern is, it says this, so we do this. It says don't work on the Sabbath, so if you do anything on the Sabbath, you're in trouble. If somebody is hungry and they walk up to you and say, I am starving, you tell them you have to wait one more day because today is the Sabbath and you can starve today and I will feed you tomorrow. If someone is injured and they need medical treatment, you tell them they need to hold on until tomorrow because today is the Lord's day and they will get help tomorrow. If this sounds absurd and uncaring, it's because it is. They were so focused on the letter of the law, they didn't think about what God's purpose for the Sabbath was. They didn't think about that it was made to help mankind. It was made to let people have a day of rest so that they could serve God even better. Not as a trap. Not as a way to inflict cruelty on people. Jesus correcting the Pharisees helps to set in motion and mark the beginning of his downfall. Because at that, the Pharisees got together with the supporters of Herod to plan how to destroy Jesus. And why? Because Jesus was violating what they thought the law should be. He was a rebel. He was messing up their plans. Not that they were overly concerned with him messing up God's plan. They were concerned because he was making them look like fools. They'd been able to use the law to make themselves seem righteous up until this point. And here comes Jesus saying, well, maybe you just aren't reading this right. Jesus shows us a way to look at the law and understand the spirit more than the letter. He shows us how to understand God's purpose in the scripture instead of just 
reading it and saying, well, this is what it says, and so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm never going to think about why. And he takes away a system they were using to oppress people and to keep people down, to turn on them. And he says, no more. Throughout the next few weeks, we are going to be looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament and how they interact. Because Jesus doesn't overthrow the Sabbath. He doesn't say that, no, we will no longer have a Sabbath, the Sabbath isn't important. He doesn't say, no, don't honor the Sabbath. He says, honor the Sabbath, but think about what it means to honor God's day. Think about what it means for God's people to make the day a holy one. Think about what you're doing. I invite all of us, myself included, that over these next few weeks to prayerfully reread scriptures that maybe we have let sit and get dusty for too long. Scriptures that we have read, decided we understand it, and put it away. And to look at them through the lens of Christ. That just like how we look at what we do on the Sabbath, through Christ's life and his actions and his words, that we read all of the Old Testament with Christ in mind, thinking about what it is he taught us about the character of God, about God's love and God's mercy. And that we underline each verse with the cross, knowing that nothing in the Old Testament matters without it. And that we understand God's true purpose. I invite all of us to prayerfully reread things that we think maybe we know and to view them in Christ's light and his love. That we share our questions. And that together, instead of setting each other up to trip and to fall, finding ways to catch each other in trouble, that we build each other up in God's love. That we build each other up in a living word. One that still speaks to us on this very day. And one that speaks to us every day. And that we revisit words that have become stale and let them become fresh in our hearts and our minds once again. As we study God's word for us today. And remember, the scripture was written for man. Not man made for the scripture. Amen.